Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'm the Night Owl. You're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657 383 1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. Night. We've got the high spot segment, the shooting shout segment, the rest of talk podcast, game show challenge, the fantasy wrestling segment, the interim team is dropping shit. And if that's not enough, we've got the wrestling bunch coming on in the first hour. Amazing guys. Love professional wrestling. It's going to be absolutely awesome. And then in the second hour, we have AK the ref. In the second hour. That's going to be absolutely amazing. And ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and do what we always do. And that's pop whatever drink that you're having. Hopefully it's in the Wrestle Talk Podcast mug. If not, you need to go to the www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. Get yourself one. So what we're going to do right now is you're going to take a drink of whatever you got. Whether it's beer, water, soda, alcohol, liquor, whatever it is. Take a drink for the Rest of Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. All right. Woo. I do love me some yingling. Well, ladies and gentlemen, guess who is back? That's right. The Night Owl has finally gotten back from his celebration of the Chiefs winning, uh, the Super Bowl, so ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, the night out. Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family. Welcome back to the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. It is incredible to finally be back with the fam. Dude, it's been a whirlwind past couple of weeks. As you can imagine, I'll fill you guys in on some more details later on, but it's really been a great run for yours truly over the last couple of weeks, Jonesy. That said, dude, I absolutely miss the fam. I missed you. 
I really want to thank Luke Roberts, Luke Skywalker Roberts, for stepping up in my absence and holding it down, man. I keep getting a lot of inbox messages about the interview you guys did with B. Brian Blair last week. I heard that was absolutely off the chain, man. So I wanted to thank you guys for holding now, Josie, and I'm really, really glad to be back, bro. I mean that. But we're, we're glad to have you back, sir. We are glad to have you back. I must say, the past two weeks that uh, the night out has not been here has been this. Fucking bullshit! <laughs> 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 That's so good, dude. That that is so good. I appreciate it, man. You like you said, we do have a tremendous show uh, lined out today for the members of the Wrestle Talk fam. Uh, absolutely miss you guys. Want you to join in and be a part of the conversation throughout the whole show. And the way to do that is by dialing six five seven three eight three one five two one. Again, guys, that's six five seven three eight three one five two one. Uh, The one thing that we did not announce in advertising for this week's show is that AK the Ref is scheduled to be in studio today. So there's a very good chance that he's going to end up sitting next to me before the end of this broadcast. Make sure you guys stay tuned. The first hour is going to be off the heezy, and the second one is going to be off the heezy for sheezy. Okay? Again, super happy to be back, Jonesy. I want to know, though, bro. What have you been up to these last couple of weeks, man? It's been very, very busy in the world of pro wrestling. And I have to admit, man, I have fallen behind with all the other things that have been going on in my personal life. Bro, I'm going to need you today to throw me a life vest and reel me back in because I got a lot to get caught up on, bro. A lot. Oh, well, we can definitely do that for you. So we can definitely get you caught up in everything that you have missed. But there was right now, you know what we have to do. What we always do, sir. We cannot forget that. Oh, uh, yes. To- uh, oh, yes, yes. And I know it's been a couple of weeks, and I know we're going to get into the high spot segment here in just a couple of minutes. But it wouldn't be an episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast if we didn't ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. And that's America, damn it. Oh, 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 say can you see and the rocket red flag? Uh-oh. I'll make up for it now. For oh, the land of the free. Bring the tear to my eye every single time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get in to this high spot segment. And Tone Timmy, if you could please play the high spot music. Make sure it's the right one, Antone Timmy. <laughs> That's all. 
song done get you pumped up for the hot spot segment? I don't know what will. Well, we are going to get you caught up in the world of professional wrestling. What has been going on in Wrestle Talk Podcast fans? This is your opportunity. Call this number, 657-383-1521. That's 657-383-1521. And help me... Tonight, Al, back into the loop of what has been going on in professional wrestling. Well, Josie, 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 stop, stop, Josie, Josie, let me stop you right there. Because you know what? I appreciate the members of the WrestleTalk family so much. Here's what I'm going to do. We have yet to find somebody to take home the the package from King Cave. Shout out to our beautiful, wonderful, splendiferous hosts, I mean, uh, sponsors, uh, they're based out at the Oak Park Mall, okay, in Overland Park, Kansas. And they gave us this, like, bundle that we were supposed to give away. I was just like, man, I want some. I want to give this to somebody who wants it. Ugh, just wants it. Oh, Rick Maverick's in the house. What's up, man? Representing Death Valley. What's up? Jay Holly was also in the house. So what I'm going to do is if we can have somebody call in and bring the heat on any professional wrestling topic, I'm actually going to split the bundle up. We're going to spread the joy amongst the family, okay? I'm going to send you a Best of WrestleMania VHS tape, which was published in 1998. I will personally send this to you. Dial that number. Be a part of the show. Give us your hottest pro wrestling take right now during the High Spot segment, and I will personally ship this out to you before the end of the week. There you have it. It's still in the original box. The tape is in great shape, as you guys can see. I want to make sure that the rest of Talk family knows that because you support us, we're going to give back to you, okay? And you know what? For those of you who are not aware, big show coming up this Friday. Shout out to our friends over at uh, Journey Pro. It's either tomorrow or Friday, sometime this week. Shout out to those guys who are doing really big things. I love Gabe, love Walter, Love DJ. Make sure you guys support independent wrestling. But I got that to give away, Jonesy. So if you guys want to call in and bring me up to speed on what's going on in the world of pro wrestling, your efforts will not be in vain because you could be walking away with this collectible Best of WrestleMania VHS. How do you like that, Jonesy? I came back in the giving spirit. Isn't that a good thing? I think it's a good thing. Uh, it is a absolutely amazing, amazing thing. Hopefully we get some callers to call in here. And uh, 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 get these uh, abundance because that WrestleMania tape looks pretty freaking awesome. So yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm typing the number out here for the listeners. So there we have it. Well, let, let's go ahead and get into it, Josie. I've missed a lot of wrestling over the last couple of weeks. I know a lot of big things have happened. And I want to start talking about it right now during the hot spot segment again. Guys, one more time, that number is 657-383-1521. And I really appreciate you guys out there that are hitting the thumbs up, the heart, and especially the share button, man. Especially the share button. We love you guys. What do we got, Jonesy? Let's go. All right. Well, if you remember last time that you were on the podcast, I mentioned that at WrestleMania, it was going to be Charlotte Flair against Rhea Ripley. And your response was, never going to happen. It's not going to happen. NXT's not on the level of Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. And yet, 
as of last Sunday, Rhea Ripley is going to be facing Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania for the NXT Women's Championship. Also, also, now, he got me. He got me. This has to, uh, to, you know, it still has to happen, but it's a very, very good possibility that we're also going to see Shayna Baszler against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania because Shayna Baszler attacked Becky Lynch last Monday night and literally bit the back of her neck. Like, she looked like a vampire. She had blood coming down. Becky Lynch, you know, she's been off. Yeah, she went in, she went out in the ambulance and she came back. So they're gonna have a match at Elimination Chamber, and whoever wins this match gets to go face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. And Shayna Baszler happens to be in this match. So once again, you could see Shayna Baszler against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. So what do you think about that news so far? Okay, well, first of all, let me go ahead and eat some crow, pass it over. Okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to chow down because I will admit that when, when this topic initially came up, I was very apprehensive because the WWE has shown me on a very regular basis that they would prefer to play it safe. I did not think that they were that ready to take that big of a leap. Because NXT is on major network television, that should have been a clue to me that maybe I was off base. But you know what? For the wrestling fan inside of me, the dedicated wrestling fan, I think that's a great move. It's going to be a phenomenal match. Do I believe that this is what that this is going to draw bigger than Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch? No, I don't think that this match is going to garner as much attention or even close to as much attention as a match that featured somebody like Ronda Rousey. But I'm not an outsider looking in. I am a professional wrestling fan through and through. So for me, this is fantastic. I absolutely love it, Jonesy. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's great. Because for those who are dedicated to the product week in, week out, the week out the way we are, this is what we want to see. We want to see the best of the current versus the best of the up and coming. We want to see the best of the past versus the best of the current or the best of the up and coming. That's what matters to us as fans. It's not just about selling tickets to WrestleMania and bringing in the big names. It's about really showing that development is a critical part of your game plan moving forward, and the fact that they're willing to give Leah Ripley this opportunity shows me that Triple H probably has a little bit more stroke now in the front office when it comes to this sort of thing than he had even three to five years ago, Jonesy. And I think for us dedicated lifetime wrestling fans, that is all good moving forward. That is my opinion. I will 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 gladly eat that humble pie if it means that we are getting better wrestling, not just for the casual fan, but for the loyal fan. I'm very happy about that. And I cannot believe I missed the thing with Shayna biting Becky. I saw a couple of memes here and there on Twitter in between flights. But I don't even really know the whole backstory. I am very excited about going back and taking another look at that because it looks 
Like, they're really pulling out all the stops, dude. I'm digging it. It's like they're going from PG to PG-13 here and there. And to a certain extent, I'm good with it, man. I kind of like that. I, it sounds fun. It sounds like they're doing some really good stuff right now. Yeah, man. They they, they are definitely are. Uh, what they are doing with uh, Randy Orton right now is absolutely phenomenal. So after, okay. after the Royal Rumble Edge... Uh, came down to the ring, and uh, Randy Orton came down, and and Randy Orton, you know, acted like he was Edge's friend, and then he basically attacked him, gave him an RKO, and then gave him a concerto, basically taking Edge out of out of nice. action. So then, last week. Matt, uh, uh, Randy Orton was, was out getting ready to, to talk about, you know, why he had done what he did. And Matt Hardy came out. Randy Orton attacked Matt Hardy, gave him a concerto. He was supposed to have a match with Matt Hardy this week. Well, Matt Hardy comes down to the... Jonesy, I, I lost you there for a second, buddy. You Okay. All right, guys, I'm not sure if that's my connection or Nightmare Jones. Uh, please bear with us. We're going to try to get this uh, resolved here real quick. Jonesy, buddy, where'd you go? Okay, well, as you guys could hear, uh, Jonesy going on very passionately um, about some of the things going on with WWE, talking about Randy Orton in this situation uh, with Matt Hardy. Now, I know a couple of weeks ago we posted a meme uh, about Rebby Hardy. Not a meme, but it was like a clip of um, – it was like a little snippet of her Twitter page. Josie, it looks like you're there, buddy, but for whatever reason, I'm hoping it's, I'm hoping it's me, not you. Um, but anyway, so – uh, we posted a Twitter snippet of Rebby Hardy. Uh, she posted a meme. Vince McMahon, like, like sh- crapping on basically all of Jeff Hardy's ideas. And so you could tell even from a few weeks ago that there was some heat going on there. But since I haven't been able to keep up, I really need Jonesy back in here with me. Uh, so that he can kind of fill me in on the rest of the details. Because I remember it wasn't more than like two months ago where Randy Orton faked that knee injury uh, on AJ Styles, sold it, sold it, sold it, and like had everybody on the hook, and then boom, catches AJ with an RKO out of nowhere. And I thought it was wonderful. So I guess Randy Orton continues to be on a hot streak. Um, I'm going to go ahead and dial back into the uh, to the podcast service. For those of you guys streaming on Facebook Live, thank you guys for uh, for hanging in. Uh, if you guys can do us a favor and share this broadcast, that is also another way for you to have a chance to win this Best of WrestleMania VHS tape. Share the broadcast while we go ahead and try to sort out our audio issues. Guys, just bear with us just a quick moment, please. Bring me up to speed on everything that's been going on in the world of pro wrestling. We got the wrestling bunch coming on in just a matter of minutes. We got AK the ref in the second hour. He's going to be in studio, ladies and germs. 
It doesn't really get any better than that. So for the time being, I need you guys to dial that number, 657-383-1521, so you guys can bring the night out up to speed on everything that's going on in the world of pro wrestling. Because like I said, between the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, being in San Francisco all last week for work, I am 100% out of the loop, and I really don't know what to do. So I need your guys' help. I need information. I need to be brought up to speed. Again, 657-383-1521, gang. We absolutely need you guys to call in and save the day, okay? I need somebody to talk wrestling with. Now, what I will tell you, though, is that things are going to get a little wild in the second hour because we are talking to AK the ref, and he is a hardcore Chiefs fan. This man went to every game this year for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's also one of the most sought-after referees in the Midwest today. So, okay, it looks like we got some people on hold and ready to go. Nightmare Jones, are you I am here. Are you here? Night Owl, you with us? Oh, my goodness. They are having issues tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen. Jonesy. Apparently, Joe, hold on a second, guys. Let's let's work this. Okay, we're both back on the air. Uh, Jonesy, are you there? I am here. I am here. I don't know what was going on. Things happen. Let's just continue. (laughs) Less. Okay. And I'm doing my best to try to stay on track. I I wanted to break some news for those that don't know, but I want to let you finish. You were talking about Randy Orton. Uh, You were talking about Matt Hardy. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago we took a snippet from a Remy Hardy tweet. That's his wife that she showed some disdain towards uh, Vince McMahon for all of the ideas that Matt Hardy had been throwing out apparently were getting rejected behind the scenes. But you were talking about Randy Orton, bro. I want to let you finish that thought. I want to apologize to everybody for the technical difficulties. And for those of you who hung out, we love you so much. Thank you guys for being here, hitting the thumbs up, the heart, and especially the share button. Go ahead and finish your thought, Jonesy. Oh, yeah, so – Basically, he had attacked Matt Hardy once, and he was supposed to fight him last night. Matt Hardy comes to the ring. He gets hit with an RKO, and then Randy Orton takes him to the outside and delivers what would probably, I would say, is the most brutal concerto I could ever think of. He put Matt Hardy's head on the steel step and then used a, a chair on 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 him as on his head as as well, and he did that not once but twice. And so Matt, uh, Randy Orton has like he snapped. I don't know what what is 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 going on, but but this is the the Randy Orton of old, the the violent Randy Orton, the the guy that that uh, that used to uh, use the uh, punt and punt people in the head. I mean, it was absolutely brutal. It was crazy. If you haven't seen it, you got to take a look at it. 
Well, no, I, I'm going to go back and take a look at it, and I can tell you because I remember a few weeks ago, Josie, and I mentioned this while you were off the air, um, this is the same Randy Orton that had everyone on the Internet fooled, and anybody who tries to pretend like they knew what was going to happen is a liar. You were just guessing. Because he got all of us, Jonesy, or at least most of us. This was when, according to reports, Randy Orton had hurt his knee. He'd hurt his knee. Everybody thought that coming off the pay-per-view, we were going to see Randy Orton take a six- or eight-month break because of the knee. AJ came out, teased him, teased him, sold the knee, sold the knee, sold the knee until the last minute, and then, boom, RKO out of it. Listen, a lot of people hate the fact that they've seen Randy Orton in almost every single type of rivalry that you can think of. Some people might even be bored of the guy. But if you respect and love the sport the way that we do, you can just see this guy becoming like fine wine, bro. He's getting better with time. He really had me fooled with that knee injury, and he switched it around on everybody. And then this, this is vintage Randy Orton. And it might even be the best Randy Orton we've ever seen. I want to get some of the callers on the line, though, Josie, because we're a few minutes away from the wrestling bunch. So let's go ahead and throw to one of the callers uh, and go ahead and, and have them come on and talk to us a little bit about pro wrestling, because guess what? We've been doing high spots for 20 minutes now, and basically all I've heard about is WWE. So I need somebody that can bring me up to speed on what's going on in the world of professional wrestling outside of WWE, because we know that that's not the only kind of wrestling. Especially if you listen to wrestling mm-hmm. for any amount of time, we talk about all things professional wrestling here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I can't think of anybody better to bring on than our old friend, El Luchador. Luchador, thank you for calling in, bro. Help me. I've missed wrestling the last two weeks. Bring me up to speed, oh, bro. Man. What the hell is going on? Oh, man. Night Owl, where have you been, man? How can you be wrestling, missing wrestling for two weeks? Okay, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. You clearly didn't hear the beginning of the show, Luchador. Okay? Which is... Fucking bullshit! Okay? That Mm -hmm. said, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I couldn't even get to my car for a week because of the parade and everything that happened there, much less watch any TV or do a podcast. And then last week, your boy was in San Francisco on business. So... I've been completely out of the pro wrestling loop for the last two weeks, and I need your help to bring me up to speed again, bro. What do you got? Oh, man. Well, let's see here. Of course, you know, everybody's talking Everybody's talking about Impact Wrestling once again. That's what I'm watching right now, you know. Impact okay. Wrestling from Las Vegas, Nevada tonight, obviously. And let's not forget this uh, Saturday, of course, Sacrifice. Yes, Impact Wrestling bring back Sacrifice pay-per-view on their Impact Plus app. And uh, what I know, I guess it's going to be a champion versus champion match at that show. It's going to be the Impact champion, Tessa Blanchard, taking on the Exhibition champion, Ace Austin. Now, these two have been pretty much at each other's throats, you know, because Tessa's the world champion on Impact. And obviously, some people have been... Uh, you know, having their opinions about that. And obviously, Ace Austin has definitely had a word for words about her being the world champion and not, and obviously not him. You know, he could, he could cash in, he could use option C at any time since he is the X Division champion. And, uh, and who knows, if that happens at the show on Saturday, 
maybe we'll see a new champion. That'd be that'd be something else. You know what? I have a question for you, Luchador, because you're one of the most well versed wrestling fans that listens and watches the Wrestle Talk podcast. I know that there's mm-hmm. been a lot of controversy about Tessa Blanchard being becoming the impact world champion, the heavyweight champion. But another yeah. thing that there's been some controversy around is some of the things that have been going on with Jordan Grace. A very mm-hmm. talented young lady, uh, incredibly capable inside and outside the squared circle. But a lot of people have criticized her, mainly guys like Jim Cornette, about the fact that she doesn't just want to be known by her wrestler name. She wants to be known by her real name. If you go to her Twitter mm-hmm. account, friends, Okay, if you go to her Twitter account, you will find that it says Trisha Parker, which is her real name, and then it says yeah. at Jordan Grace. Do you, as a old-school wrestling fan, Luchador, have a problem with the talent wanting to get over using their shoot names and their work names, or do you think that we should keep it a little bit more traditional and make sure that they put over the gimmick before anything else, and for the most part, their real names should not be known by the public. What are your thoughts on that one? I know that's a loaded question, but I know you're ready for it, bro. What are your thoughts? Oh, man. Well, you know, um, I have no issues if a, if a certain wrestler wants to use their their given name, you know, to be to be on social media or whatnot. You know, I believe, I think I believe what Jim Cornette is trying to say, you know, keep it, keep it traditional, you know, try to keep it, keep it, uh, what they call it, K, K Fabby, even though that's you know that term's a bit old nowadays. But a but a more more to Jordan Grace, even though, and now she's the new uh, knockout champion that she won the championship last week in Mexico. Can you believe that? <laughs> well, and I am very surprised about that because uh, Taya Valkyrie is one of the very favorites. Uh, a lot of her style, much like Alita, comes from the luchador background because of the time she spent. Uh, in Mexico. As a matter of fact, she adopted a nickname in Mexico that you may or may not know. Uh, Taya Bakuri is known as La Guerra Loca. That means the crazy blonde. That's what that means yeah. in Spanish. Uh, but yeah, so I'm very, very surprised. But a lot of people are being rubbed the wrong way, not only because Tessa's the champ, but because you have Jordan Grace, who doesn't necessarily respect the old-time tradition of keeping your real name low-key. She wants everybody to know mm-hmm. that she's Trisha Parker. Right, and some yeah. people don't necessarily appreciate that. I just wanted to know your perspective on it. But I will say this, man: thank you so much for the TNA update, Luchador. We love you very mm-hmm. much, and you are officially in the running because you called in and helped us out during the show. You are in the running for this best of WrestleMania one through fourteen collectible VHS. This was originally released by Titan Sports in 1998. That's right, 1998. So make sure you stay tuned. Oh, wow. We'll make an announcement a little bit later as far as who won it. All right, Luchador? Oh, man, that'd be great. I still have my old VHS Is it on VHS tape? It is a VHS tape. That's right. <laughs> wow, I got I to gotta, uh, fire up the old VHS tape at home, see if it's still good. <laughs> oh, no man. doubt about it, man. Hey, hey, tell the people that's always keeping everybody up on the world of pro wrestling and giving away free prize, man. What's the only podcast that does that? That'd be right here at the WrestleTalk Podcast with Joe and Renee. You got it, baby. Uh, Appreciate right. you, Luchador. We'll catch you down the road. All right, thanks, guys. Here, here. Adios.
Obviously, you guys cashed the check. <laughs> no doubt. An honor to have you on the show, Mike. We're excited to talk to you. I'm going to go ahead and let my brother Jonesy kick it off. Joe, what do you got for our buddy Mike? All right. So, Mike, I came across the wrestling bunch from the social media app 
uh, TikTok. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, you are like the only person on TikTok that actually like does. You know, you, you have people that do wrestling stuff, but but you use the the sixty seconds to talk about a topic, and I think that that's awesome. What made you decide to use TikTok? Uh, well, I. <laughs> You know, really because of most adults that get onto TikTok, it's really just to tick their kids off because they're on TikTok. And, you know, <laughs> you know that's really the main reason. So I, I actually have another account that I, I, I will do TikToks with my daughter. But with that being said, I figured, you know what, I hadn't, I hadn't seen anybody use the platform at all for uh, any professional wrestling news or, or promotion at all. Uh, of 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 this uh, this form of entertainment, uh, I believe wrestling is just a blast. It's just so much fun, and TikTok is a great platform to get it out there on. I mean, you're, you're looking at 1.5 billion downloads worldwide on this app, and nobody's doing it. Um, so I figured, why not? I know I see once once in a while there are people that'll throw videos up. You know, somebody took something at a at an AEW show, or somebody will. Um, throw things up from an NXT show, and those are pretty cool and everything. And if you notice too, there are even wrestlers that are getting onto TikTok. Mm-hmm. There's uh, our truth. He's, have- he's been on for a while, and his TikTok is pretty funny. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure. There's there's um, Kevin Owens, or there's an account for Kevin Owens, and I'm not convinced it's actually him. To be honest with you, uh, it, yeah. it could be. But but you know who's really funny on TikTok? Look him up, Colt Cabana. Yeah, Colt Cabana. He's, he's funny. <laughs> he's a pretty funny guy, and and he he uses that platform as well. So um, uh, I've met some great people. I've made some friends. Uh, I'm I'm not one of those guys, you know, that big times people or anything. You know, I mean, I'm not. It's not that I would anyway. Um, but I'm using it really just to to get. You know, I mean, there are so many people that enjoy wrestling in so many different demographics, and mm-hmm. we're really looking at the same thing. We're, you know, and if we can share ideas, whether it's you know who's going to fight who's next or um, what angle is coming up, how are they going to do it? Do some fantasy booking. TikTok allows you to do that, and you and, and you get some good penetration into the market too, which is nice. Absolutely, I. I, I... I I could not agree more. Now now you wait 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 I gotta I gotta stop you right there. Did Mike just say get some good penetration? I'm all about penetration, baby. No 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 no. I'm sorry. I felt like acting 12 years old for a second there. No, that's right. That's yeah, one of the sounds I hear on TikTok all the time. <laughs> so, go you go ahead, Joe. Keep going, bro. I love it. <laughs> you, you, you are in the New England slash New York metro area. Uh, what kind of wrestling was in that area? Because I'm, I'm not really too familiar with the wrestling in the, the New England slash New York metro area. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty much owned by WWE. I mean, there are some independents. They're very small. 
Uh, ROH does do some shows in Connecticut, <clears throat> mostly on the western side of the state, you know, kind of on the Rhode Island border. Um, we see a lot of John Cena's father. <laughs> um, he's a, you know, he hasn't done much lately, but uh, he's a he's a manager, uh, and he, he's mm-hmm. actually pretty good. You there? Can you hear me? Sure. Yeah, okay. we can hear you. Okay. Um, but the WWE pretty much, they've owned it ever since it was the WWWF back in back in the 70s. Uh, and it was, it was all over TV, whether it was Saturday morning or it was late night, Friday night, late night, Saturday night. And then there was this, there was this really cool thing that happened, cable. And when, when cable hit, there was a station out of New York, WWOR, which shortened it to WOR, which was Channel 9, uh, out of New York City. And the funny thing mm-hmm. was, when it, whenever you watched a show on WOR, the matches were the same that you saw on WOR, you know, where you saw on in the Providence market or the Boston market. The only thing that was different were the promos. Because they were moving up the coast with the shows. And, and mm-hmm. they always ran, if, if you remember back in the day at Madison Square Garden, whenever, let's go, let's go back for, I don't know, Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund held the, held the belt since from uh, 84, I mean, I'm sorry, to 78 to 84. He doesn't get any credit for that. You don't really hear much. He had it six solid years that, that, that he ran wow. with the belt. They kept it on him. And um, he was a solid champion. As a matter of fact, Bob Backlund lives about 20 minutes from me, actually. Um, they would do promos in the New York market. Let's say he was doing a promo with uh, Killer Khan. You remember Killer Khan? I remember Killer Khan. Stan Hansen. They always yeah. had three matches. They always had three matches. The first match... It was kind of like the go-home show for WrestleMania. The first, the, the, the first match was always just a straight-up match with a 20-minute time limit. It always ended up in a DQ. Second match was always a false count, uh, uh, no DQ, whatever. Third match was always what they call a Texas death match. And that was like the coup de grace. That was the thing that was going to end the feud. But the funny thing is, is when they were doing the Texas death match at, at, at Madison Square Garden, they were still on the first part of the tour up in Boston. So with cable, you started to see where the angle started, and you already knew where they were going to end by the time they got up the coast. Does that make sense? Oh, it does make sense. Huh. <laughs> that's, that's so pretty so, awesome. so now they go national. Now they're national. And they, they, they don't, the, the best thing they do now is they try to swerve you here and there. So um, mm-hmm. which has been happening a lot more lately. Yes, it, it 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 definitely has. Um, so I guess that 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 my last question be be before I, I throw it to Renee because I know he has a bunch of questions is, you know, you are are definitely caught up on today's uh, professional wrestling. Uh, what do you think about what they are doing with Randy Orton? How they had him attack Edge, and last night they had him attack Matt Hardy again. Uh, what do you? How do you feel that they are doing with uh, Randy Orton right now. Um, I think they're making him into an absolute monster, 
Um, Randy Orton is, if, if in my opinion, is the absolute best in the business. I mean, he uses ring psychology. His can, can, I jump in? Can, can I jump yeah. in right here just, just real quick? So, Mike, I made an argument a couple of, maybe a year ago, when they did the first Saudi Arabia show, and people were crapping all over the car. This is so predictable. There was a match between Triple H and Randy Orton where they did the, the old, slow build where, you know, you've got back-and-forth action between the heel and baby face, a solid 15 to 18, 20, almost even 20-minute match. And neither one of them came off the top rope. Neither one of them did a suicide dive. And it was such a perfectly put-together match. And I think everybody missed it because we're so jaded by the ricochets of the world, the young bucks of the world, that it's hard for us to sit back and watch NWA Power and go, wow, this is good wrestling. Unless guys are almost potentially risking their lives on a move, we don't feel like anything exciting is happening. And I think Randy Orton is the perfect illustration of a guy who works the old style that knows how to keep pace in a match to make it entertaining. I think that match, and a lot of people missed it, that match back at that first Saudi Arabia pay-per-view that they did between him and Triple H, I thought was a effing work of art, and everybody should go back and watch that match. So when you say that Randy Orton is the quintessential superstar, the best in the game right now, I have to say this. I agree with you, Mike, 100%, and most people would call us crazy. Now, you know what? I mean, just just watch the way he executes every move. Everything is pin, pinpoint perfection, whether he's taking a bump or he's given an RKO. Everything is absolutely perfect. I mean, whether somebody's come diving off the top rope and all of a sudden, you know, Randy Corton, out of nowhere, you know, drops an RKO. He's absolutely perfect 100% of the time. Now, <clears throat> Randy Orton likes to be a heel. He doesn't, he, he doesn't uh, like being a face all that much. He does like being a heel. He was asked one time uh, when, when he had, um, oh, God, what injury was he? He's had a couple lately. It was a knee injury. And, and he came back, and before they, they did, they asked him, well, are you going to come back? Is a good guy or a bad guy? And he says, a heel. God help us, I hope a heel. Because that's what <laughs> he likes to do. Um, that, that, that's, that's how he performs better. And what they're doing with him right now is perfect, absolutely perfect. Um, he's, he's a monster. He, just You know what? Screw the moves. Watch his facial expression, the, the facial tics that he has during a match, or what he was doing with Matt Hardy, or when he was, you know, or when he did that uh, little work with uh, Edge a few weeks ago. Just look at his face. I mean, that's that's old school. That's old school wrestling. I mean, you remember Mister Wrestling Number Two back in the old NWA days? Of course. Yeah. And, and there's okay. Also a, there's now there's a Mr. Fitness number two, in case you didn't know. These guys are oh, popping up all over the place. <laughs> They're everywhere. You know, the, the funny thing about that guy is you couldn't see his face. Almost like a Rey Mysterio, but Rey Mysterio, I like Rey. You know, he's, 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 a, he's a spot fest king. But, but Mr. Wrestling number two, or even like a Terry Taylor back in the day, they, they, they did the same type of matches that you like you just talked about down in – down in Saudi. 
it was it was it was all ring psychology. It wasn't doing double flips and a half twist off the off the top rope. It wasn't any of that. I think it's cool when Keith Lee does it because you don't expect Keith Lee to do it, or oh, you don't expect Dijakovic to do it because because they're, they're they're huge. They're they're gorillas. But when when you see Orton do it, I mean, and have you ever stood next to Randy Orton? By the way, I have not. You don't realize you don't realize how big that dude is until you stand next to him. I'm six one, and he towers over me. He's he's all of six six. When they you know when they were saying that you know Hulk Hogan was like six eight six nine. That's a bunch of crap. He's he's six five <laughs> six six tops. You know he's probably six seven in heels, and that's about it. But when it comes to Orton, he's all of six six, and he is huge. And he's really oh. not a bad guy, by the way. He's really a nice guy. Funny. <laughs> Best in the right, business. Well, you, questions you have, sir. No, I, I absolutely will. I absolutely will. And, and, and I want to change gears a little bit here. And we'll go back and forth. I like to jump around, so hopefully you don't mind. So one of the first things I want to ask you is, I know that we all have a certain level of passion for the world of professional wrestling. I don't know where your passion originated. But clearly, Mike, you have it. You have it so yeah. much that you decided. You had it so much that you decided to invest your own money and start a podcast called the Wrestling Bunch. There's a big leap of faith that happens when you go from just enjoying the shows as a fan to where you actually want to do a show and talk about it. Can you talk to us as fellow podcaster, as fellow as fellow podcasters, some of the bigger challenges that you've had? in trying to coordinate, put together, produce, and release a pro wrestling podcast? Um, getting followers. <laughs> Get, getting people to follow you between the social media platform from one to another. That's, that's probably the, the hardest. Uh, and, and, you know, and it, you hope that people listen to your stuff or watch your stuff and say, okay, fine, hey, you know, this guy's all right. And then they join your group, and you know, so you know how social media is. You know, they they told two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on, and things kind of multiply exponentially. That's the hardest part. Uh, at, like as far as as far as doing the the little one minute things on TikTok, that was completely organic, and it almost happened by mistake. It really, honestly, did. I put two videos out there. And all of a sudden, each one, without having any followers, I had like, I don't know, a couple thousand views. And I'm like, how did this happen? And uh, I just I just kind of kind of went with it. Um, I think the other part of it is trying to find out what you really, what your passion is about this business and what you want to talk about. Uh, there are so many podcasts out there. I mean, there's, you know, and, and wrestling shows, of course, you know, there's Busted Open, you know, Wrestling Inc. has theirs. Uh, uh, Dave Meltzer's got his, you know, with, uh, <clears throat> which is, I think, is on Sirius on Sunday nights. And they all talk about the same, to me, they all talk about the same thing, except for, except for Busted Open. They, they, they'll jump around a little bit because uh, I think Bully Ray is actually. I don't know if you've ever listened to the show, but Bully Ray is phenomenal. Well, he comes off like a heel, but he knows his stuff. Me, I, I, I tend to gravitate back to 
um, mid-70s, 80s, and, and talk about some of the experiences like when I was a kid and what got me into wrestling. And I, I think what happens there is that the, the passion and the enjoyment that I had for the business back then kind of translates to now. And uh, people my age are, are, are listening and chiming in because they were listening and watching wrestling back then, 75, 76, when uh, the Zabisco whacked Bruno with a chair. And uh, next thing you know, there's blood everywhere. And then they put masking tape on the, uh, on the screen in an X you know, to, which was really just, you know, just say, you know, don't look, don't look. But, uh, of course, everybody wanted to look. It's kind of like, you know, driving by a car wreck. You know, what do you do? You, your head turns back. But um, I, I love talking about the old stuff, and I think people like to hear those stories. It's it's kind of akin to going into a nursing home and talking to a 95-year-old woman, and she starts telling you about school back in the old school days, and you kind of get sucked into it. And that's And, and that's what mm-hmm. I like. I like talking about, uh, uh, like, for example, can I, can I tell you a quick story? Well, sure. well, that's exactly what we want. That's exactly what we want, Mike, because I know that when I was doing my research on you, it, it, it almost felt like, and, and we're very transparent here on the Rest of Talk podcast, we like to be vulnerable, and, and that's okay in 2020. I sense a certain level of frustration from you in a video that I saw that you put out about a month ago about, hey, Who's invested in this? Who wants to be a part of it? Uh, I know there's a couple of guys that are, quote, unquote, on part of a wrestling bunch. I know one guy, Rob, I think you specifically called out for not showing up. And then once you got past that part of it, and I even said this to Joe, I said, man, I said, Mike looked a little frustrated when I saw that video. But then once you got past that, you had some incredible stories about being at a show where Andre the Giant was supposed to show up and then he didn't show up and then you were like at the first ever or at least you drove by like the first ever autograph signing and it uh, like WWF autograph signing ever yeah. uh, not to not to date you or anything right but so people know <laughs> hey <laughs> you know uh, Mike's got some history in the pro wrestling business and you've definitely been doing this for a while we didn't just pick you off a random TikTok video and say hey this guy knows a little wrestling let's talk to him no 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 you're a guy who really has been following the business for well over 30 years. So if you want to come on and share a story, brother, that's exactly why we brought you here for. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Charlie D'Amelio. You know, I'm going to do the renegade dance for you on TikTok. I mean, that's not me. Uh, I'm definitely a lot, a lot <laughs> older like than her. Renegade, renegade. I would like to see you do that, though. I think that's oh. noteworthy. <laughs> you know what? That, that little girl who lives in Connecticut about, you know, I don't know, Two hours from me, from what I understand, <clears throat> she has 24 million TikTok followers. She's 15 years old, and she does the same <laughs> damn dance every single day. Every oh, she time. Does, every does, <laughs> all she does is change her damn shirt. Well, she does. It's not oh. fair, damn it. <laughs> no. no. And I'm just waiting for her to say, okay, boomer, you know. <laughs> okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. My son calls me boomer all the time. I'm like, son, generation, gener- yeah. generation X, man, get it right. I, I, I'm a Gen X myself. We love, we love to hear a story, bro. Go ahead. All right. So this is uh, when this is back when I'm gonna say uh, 83, 82. No, a little no. I'm gonna say no. 80, 85, 86. <clears throat> right around there. I was I was doing my first gig in radio. 
and they were uh, there was an independent show that came to town in uh in Killingly, Connecticut. And they called the radio station, they asked if we wanted to give some tickets away and uh we did and then they said, "Well, we also need a ring announcer. Can you send us somebody?" So, I'm like 19, 20 years old and uh the program director says, "Hey, do you want to go do this?" And I went, "Yeah, yeah, sure." Uh, I was a big wrestling fan, so I said, yeah, I definitely want to do it. So we get there, and I, I get into the school, and I'm, and I'm walking around, and I ask somebody where the wrestlers are are uh, are getting ready, and they were getting ready on the second floor in a couple of the classrooms. So I went up, I started going up the stairs, and there was this big monster of a man that I'd never seen before. I mean, he was huge. And this this tiny little blonde-haired woman was just sitting there, brushing his hair, brushing his hair. And uh, I said, uh, uh, the wrestler's up there. He looks at her and then looks at me and he goes, no, speak English. And I went, okay. And I, and I said, well, she, she looked, I mean, she didn't look Spanish. I mean, she looked like, a, she looked English, Finnish, <laughs> crying out loud. So I'm like... Uh, I'm, I'm supposed to be ring announcing, and he then he just looks at her again. And he looks at me, and he goes, "Oh yeah, up there, man." And he just pointed me up. Back then, he was wrestling under the name of Coquinas Coquina Maximus. Does that ring a bell? Coquina Maximus. Joe, you're you're a bit more of a historian than I am, bro. Does that ring a bell with you? Because it doesn't. Uh... That doesn't ring a bell with me. Who did Lex Luger slam on a on a big ship? Sumo wrestler. Yokozuna. It was Yokozuna. Dude, that's crazy. Say that it, name again. Coquina Maxima or Maximus Coquina Maximus. That that so is I, uh that's his uh, Samoan name. Right. I guess. I then I went upstairs and uh there there were some local guys and stuff. There was uh, a Moondog Spot was up there. Uh there was an East Coast guy by the name of Yukon Jack, uh who was um six foot ten, legit six ten. Um he's still alive too. He's like in his he's like mid seventies. He lives about ten miles from me. Big dude. And then there was Captain Lou Albano. Captain Lou, I, I, do you remember the, the, the movie Wise Guys that came out with him and Danny, Danny DeVito? I freaking love Wise Guys. Okay. So I went over there to Lou, and he had rubber bands in his in his cheeks and everything, doing the whole thing. And I swear to Jesus above, I asked him one question. He talked for 20 minutes. Yes, I love guys like that. You know, 20 you know, minutes, like he just plus, went. Mike, Mike Tracy yeah. Smothers. <laughs> has been on the show, and he came on, and we love Tracy. Uh, we're glad to hear that he's doing a little bit better. Uh, if you guys want to help Tracy out with some of his uh, medical uh, expenses, just look up Tracy Smothers on Facebook. There's a lot of great places. Uh, he'll also be at the Cauliflower Alley Club, if I'm not mistaken. But you got to love guys like that, man, that have stories for days. And which, by the way, I know you won't mind this, Mike, Intern Timmy, can I get the breaking news drop just one more time during this interview, please? I got some great news to share with the Wrestle Talk family.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. As I mistakenly reported about a month ago, the great SICW promoter, Herb Simmons, alongside the late, great Larry Matasek, have been in the business for well over 40 years. And I reported here on the Wrestle Talk podcast that Herb Simmons was going to be inducted into the Cauliflower Alley Club. I was wrong. He was the Midwest Independent Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. But I was ahead of the curve. I think I kind of had a spoiler for everybody because just today it was announced that Herb Simmons will be recognized at the Cauliflower Flower Club 2020 reunion in Las Vegas. Cauliflower Alley has done so much for the legends of professional wrestling in providing a fund for them to be able to get medical assistance beyond their active years. The CAC, Brian Blair, they've been extremely good to us, and so has Herb Simmons. So I wanted to make sure that we reserved a spot to recognize Herb Simmons for his incredible accomplishments in the world of pro wrestling. And quite honestly, nobody deserves it more. So congratulations to Herb Simmons for this upcoming recognition that he's going to be receiving at the Cauliflower Alley Club in Las Vegas, Nevada, the reunion at the end of April in 2020. Let's have a round of applause. Mike, I know you love the history of the sport. I know that you wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, why don't you, Why don't you go ahead and continue with your thoughts, man? I just wanted to squeeze that in there because that is such a huge deal. And a lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about the WWE Hall of Fame. I've never heard any of those sentiments about the CAC. In my opinion, one of the very true and real pro wrestling Hall of Fames that actually exist out there. Well, the Cauliflower Mike. Alley is, is, is definitely the, the, the one. That's where all the old pros are. That's where the yes. old pros are. Hey, no, I heard you yes. announce um, uh, Davey Boy Smith. Yeah, okay, you, you beat me to the punch. You beat me to the punch because that was my last question for you before I throw it over to Joe. Just a little bit earlier today, we got official confirmation that Davey Boy Smith, a.k.a. the British Bulldog, is going into the Hall of Fame. You were probably there when he first made his appearance for WWF, so you've got a better perspective than some of our younger fans. Can you talk to us a little bit, Mike, about the British Bulldog and kind of the impact that he made during his era in the world of professional wrestling? Well, he really opened it up for, uh, for people in Europe and wrestlers in Europe to uh, start crossing over. Uh, it's a totally different style in, in English, like uh, in, in, in England, you know, the strong style kind of wrestling. And uh, Davy Boy Smith, you know, kind of started with that. And, of course, he had to kind of confirm to the, the, the WWF and then the WWE kind of style. Um, uh, who, who didn't conform was uh, probably uh, uh, British, I mean, um, um, God, I can't even think of his name. Why can't I think of his name? His tag the team Dynamite partner. Kid. Dynamite Kid. Yeah. Dynamite Kid. Dynamite Kid. You know, and 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 I I really honestly think if it wasn't for guys like Davy Boy Smith, uh, Billy uh, Billy Williams, 
and uh, another name just I can't even think of right now. But uh, I don't think European wrestling would be as big today without Davy Boy Smith at all. I mean, I mean, really, it was because of him that they brought over SummerSlam to England over mm-hmm. to Wembley Stadium, you know, uh, with that match between him and Bret Hart. Um, it, he was a big part of it. I mean, not only just as a, I mean, uh, uh, a fan favorite, he was a great heel. Um, he really played to the crowd, and, and, and people loved him. And, of course, he was a part of that Hart family, so that didn't hurt whatsoever. Um the Hart Foundation is, an, is it was it was an amazing faction, and and he's it's just one of those talents that are just gone too soon, way too soon. He had so much, so much left in the tank. So it was it was actually sad to see you know here when 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 he died. Well, and, and I do want to say this real quick, Mike. Uh, I'm getting conflicting information here that Davy Boy has not been confirmed. Uh, that is not official announcement. We'll go ahead and do our research after the show. Obviously, we can't do it now because we're live on the air. But you know who I wanna... did hear. You know who I did hear yeah. was going in was JBL. I don't know if you said anything about that yet. No, we hadn't mm. talked about that just yet. We ha- we hadn't. So that's the first I'm actually hearing of it because, as you heard, I've been detached from pro wrestling for two weeks. It's been the two most difficult weeks of my life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'll <laughs> tell you what, Davy Boy should be in there. Okay, if he's not, and we're going to get official confirmation after the show. But if JBL is going in, I think all of us agree that he deserves it. But I also heard a rumor of Alicia Fox going into no. the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't heard that, that one. But I, I want to throw a few names at you, and you tell me if they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame in your guys' eyes. Let, let's gonna be do some it, bad? and then we'll Just get to... the shoot shout. Bring it. What do you got? You ready? All right. Fit Finley. Yes. No. Okay. Here's one. Bill Apter. Yes. Uh, Brooklyn Brawler. Yes. No. <laughs> what do you got? One yes, one no there? Yes. You're correct. All right. Yep. All right. I got, I got two more. Vince Russo. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, I I heard the tone in your voice in that response. You don't sound very excited about that one. <laughs> Got to leave the East Coast guys alone. What's wrong with you? I love my East Coast guys. Uh, Bruce Pritchard. Yes. Yes. Adrian Street. No. He's another he's another one of those English guys. See now, I thought they were going to put him in, especially when they did that when when they did that presentation on him last year. the 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 network did a a whole show on Adrian Street, and then he did some time down at the performance center uh, doing some uh, doing some training and teaching. Training, I saw that, no doubt about it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Mike. Just from the little bit of time that we've had with you here tonight, it sounds like the wrestling bunch is something worth checking out. And I've been trying to give away this old VHS, originally released in 1998. It's the best of WrestleMania, 1 through 14. And guess what? If somebody can screenshot me a picture of them going over to the Wrestling Bunch Facebook page and liking them, you will win that VHS. And I don't even care that you don't have a VHS player. 
Trust me, I got a rise and fall <laughs> ECW VHS. I got a rise and fall of e- e- ECW VHS that I never plan on playing, even if I have a VHS. These things are highly collectible. They look great up on the shelf, and it's absolutely free. All you got to do is screenshot the Wrestle Talk podcast, a picture of you following the wrestling bunch, and that VHS is yours, courtesy of the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. That said, Mike, we want to go ahead and close this segment out strong. So we want to invite you to join us for what we call the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout, where each of us get roughly 30 seconds to vent about anything that is pissing us off, whether it be wrestling related or not. The question is, Mike, I hear you're a competitive guy. Are you in for the shoot and shout or are you not in? <laughs> I am in. Let's go. We'll have you kick it off. Then it'll be Nightmare Jones, and I'll close it out. We got music beforehand, and then we'll get right into it for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, episode 286. Enter Timmy, hit the music. Do I go now? Wait for the music. All right, the floor is yours, sir. All right, the thing, that ticks me, the thing that ticks me off the most right now is they could be doing so much more with SmackDown Live on Fox. The show sucks. It absolutely sucks. I mean, when the biggest thing that they're talking about right now is Otis going out on a date with Mandy Rose. That's the biggest thing that they can come up with. That's a bunch of crap. I mean, they have so much talent on that show that they could do so many different things. Come on. The Fiend doesn't need to be on there every week. Everybody knows who The Fiend is. Do more with Daniel Bryan. Do more. Bring Cena back. Bring Cena and Daniel Bryan for WrestleMania. How do you like that one? Wow. Woo! I like it. Mike, bring in the heat. All right, Josie, you're up, baby. Let's go. All right. So mine has nothing to do with professional wrestling. Mine has to do with the fact that that you got a 15-year-old girl named Charlie DiMaggio that has over 25 million followers on TikTok because she does a little bitty dance, and I can't even get 1,000 fans on TikTok. What do I have to do? Do I have to start doing dances just to get my my uh, my fans? You don't really want to see that. You don't really want to see Joe Lance doing the Renegade dance. I promise you, it will not get you very many views. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, we have a winner. We have a winner. My man, Marjo Kirby of St. Louis, Missouri. That's it right there. St. Louis is right up there. My man, Marjo Kirby of St. Louis, Missouri, is the official winner of the uh, WWF WrestleMania 1 through 14 collectible VHS tape. Congratulations. Thank you for liking the Wrestling Bunch. And the rest of you guys should go like the Wrestling Bunch on Facebook either way. That said, it's my turn to shoot and shout, and I'm going to piss a whole lot of people off with this one. I was in San Francisco. It's my turn to shoot and shout, and I'm going to piss off. Is there an echo in here? <laughs> no, I was in San Francisco. I was supposed to be coming home on Thursday. But guess what? It didn't happen. You know why? Because I took the train from San Carlos to San Francisco, and the train was delayed by 40 minutes. Do you want to know why? You want to know why? Because a couple of homeless guys got into a fight butt naked three train cars up ahead of me. And them fools are 
Toledo, a healer and a feeler, feeling like Hercules, Mercandese, we can seize, that ain't nothing to me. I take personal time to spend my life on these lines, don't give a fuck if you like it or not. Where this bond, when I grab the mic and set it rocking to the early moan, what we on? Well, it's nothing but that pines, ho. You don't even need to worry about another thing, cause opportunities are endless that I'm known to bring. A king ran my way, but it's never kissed a ring, it's respect and love, man, we made it more than just a dream. Doubt me all you want to, but at least you know I'm right, buzzing around the hype, ain't the type of life I'm living like, so, catch me out your drama, I don't want no problems. Yo, what up? Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, what up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, nightmare jokes, and all the best jets. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the FWWC segment. I am Nightmare Jones. I am taking over this segment. The night owl is never to be... Wait a minute. What are you doing? Get off me. Hey! Hey! No! 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 You can't do this to me! No! Get out of here, Nightmare Jones. Get out of here. Nobody wants you back. Thank you. My goodness. Nobody wants to deal with that during the FWWC segment. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are about 10 minutes away from our second featured guest of the evening, one of the most sought-after referees in the Midwest, A.K. The Ref, is going to be joining us in studio. He's already in the green room. He requested red and yellow M&Ms only. So, you know, when you got big stars in the green room, you got to make sure that you keep them appeased. He said he wanted cold Modelos and only red and yellow M&Ms, and we are doing our very best to keep him happy. While we while he finishes settling in, we're going to go ahead and turn it over to the fine folks of the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. I'm talking about the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter, and we're going to kick it off by talking to a couple of general managers, starting with the general manager of Infinite, the one and only, ladies and gentlemen, Tank Westbrook. Tank, you're live on the Rest Talk Podcast, episode 286, FWWC segment, man. You're live, and you're required to bring the heat, man. What's on your mind tonight? Well, how you doing there, Night Owl? I'm doing good, baby. I've been gone for two weeks. I've been completely disconnected from the Matrix for 14 days. I'm glad to be back, man. What is going on with you, bro? What is up? Congratulations on your general manager position. From what I hear, you're doing a great job, bro. What is on your mind tonight? Well, you know, sir, when you have um – some superstars out there who are fighting and trying to get themselves recognized, which, you know, by the way, to all the FWWC superstars, congratulations, because y'all are doing a marvelous job. It's making my my head hurt trying to pick out who's going to be my very first pick in this year three of the FWWC brand battle. So, when you have superstars coming to me and asking me, hey, I'd like to have a match, you know, to showcase my talent for yourself and do you mind sponsoring this and do you mind sponsoring that I don't mind having I don't mind sponsoring anything for anybody so here's the thing I have two men two gentlemen who are hefty who are big who are ready to fight and then you have a, a faction who has 
recently taken somebody from a another faction. You give them to each other to showcase their talented selves. So this Friday, being sponsored by my brand, the Infinite Brand, you will have the Hefty Boys versus Devil's Dynasty, El Diablo and Dark Mayhem fighting it out. And not it's not even just a regular match. This is going to be a weapons match. Each tag to bring one weapon to the ring and have at it with each other. Dude, I love the creative nature of this booking. Uh, Tank, I know that earlier today it was announced that uh, Inferno will have the first overall pick uh, when it comes to the draft of the FWWC superstars. Question is, who will you be taking if you get the second overall pick in uh, the upcoming draft, man? Who are you thinking? <laughs> Night Owl, you're trying to get, get something out of me that I can't just, you know, can't blurt out. Oh, come either. on, Tank. You got to give me the good stuff. <laughs> this is a wrestling talk podcast. We got AK to ref in the queue. Come on, man. You got to <laughs> give me something. Who are you eyeballing? Who do you want to be part of the Infinite Brand? Let me just tell you, there are... Um, there's one person from La Familia. There's one person from SOF, and there is one person from the Devil's Dynasty. There's three people that are in my mind. It is honestly a toss-up. I, I'm honestly losing sleep trying to figure out, will this person give me the better person out of themselves? Will this person help me out? Will this person make sure they you know, secure that win for me? I got three people that I am – Juggling over who to pick, and you won't give us one name take. You can't even give us one. Come on, man. Ah, why? Why are you trying to pull this out of me, Night Owl? Because this is the WrestleTalk podcast. Dang it, this is serious. Uh, the one person is going to be revealed sooner or later. You had one job, Tank. This is the night I was returned to the WrestleTalk podcast. I've been gone 14 days, and you can't give me nothing? Man, oh, man, listen, I like what you're doing over at Infinite, man, but I'm very disappointed. you got to take chances. This is the pro wrestling business, man. you got to take risks. Like your boy Nick Chen doing that, that flip over the top rope, you've got to take chances, I know that's not you, bro. You got kids. I know. I got kids, and I understand. But what I'm saying is you've got to take chances in this business. You know who likes to take chances? Mr. Number One, the heel deal. Canada's very own, the heel deal. He likes to take chances. He's the general manager of FWWC Rise. Heel deal, you got to bring the heat. I know Tate did a great job, but I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Who are the superstars that you are eyeballing right now? Because let me tell you, there are 30 superstars in the FWWC that are worthy of being drafted. The question is, who does Mr. Number One, the heel deal, want to put on his brand? You know, you know, Night Owl, I, I, I started drawing it out. I, started, I got a whiteboard. I started writing down the names. I started writing down the names, and then I realized, my goodness, my goodness, I'm creating my own insidious six, my greatest villain are now going to be my greatest allies. It, it looks like there's some 
funky individuals online and, and, and some people that could help me make it very grim for the other brands and, and people who are very big. Just there's so many guys out there that could be the number one for Mr. Number One. Wow, he'll be. Well, let me tell you, out of nowhere, you were announced to be the general manager of the Rise brand. A lot of people are calling you guys the underdogs, man. How are you taking to that title, and do you have a problem with it? <laughs> the underdog? No, no, I love it. I thrive in it. I want everyone to say that the heel deal has lost. I don't want to be with the heel deal. I want to go to Infinite. I want to go to Inferno because those are the people, those are the people that I will just look at. I'll just look at and I'll grin. I'll grin and I'll feel all good inside when I, the Rise brand, is at the top, the winners of the brand battle. Because you see, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is as Mr. Number One, I got this magic, I got this power. And what I'm going to do with my one finger, I'm going to go boom, boom, boom. And I'm going to take some ugly ducklings and make them too mm, sweet. Boom, baby. We, we've gone around the globe a little bit up to this point. We've gone out to West Virginia, AK. We've gone out to Canada. But how about a little Kansas City flavor? You ever heard of a little town called Columbus Park? That's right. Everybody knows Columbus Park, and you don't stay much down in Columbus Park because if not, you sleep with the fishes. Unless you're going to city market to buy, like, some fruit or some chicken, you know, spinini or something like that. But there's a guy here in town that is a true, purebred, Columbus Park Italian, and he happens to be our European champion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Big T, the Python. Big T, what's on your mind tonight, man? Well, a lot's on my mind. I've been back in Columbus Park training uh, mentally, physically, and spiritually on giving the FWWC the best version that they've ever seen of Big T. You see, Big T don't have a spray to go to. I agree, Big T. Why this new change? Why this new attitude? Why, why, why this new attitude? Why do you have to bust out the silk shirt, you know, with three buttons down, showing, showing the, the little bit of a chest hair? You're really going back to your Italian roots, man. What inspired this change? You see, everybody wants to be bitching and moaning around here. Big T is focused on one thing, and that's being the number one overall draft pick. And you know what brand I want to go to tonight, Al? I don't care where I want What's to go, but if I want to, yeah. If I want to go, listen. If I want to go to any brand, I want to go to the brand of the man that's been number one in the FWWC for a long time, and that is the Rise brand with the Hill Deal. No doubt about it, Big T. Well, you know what, man? I'm getting an interception right now. It, it, it sounds like uh, the Honey Badger's on the lurk, and. Uh, You've been intercepted, my friend, by the one and only, the one and only general manager of the Inferno brand. That's right, folks. Hardcore Sis is in the house, and she's about to drop that heat. Hardcore Sis, you got a minute and a half. Bring it. Hey, how's it going there, Night Owl? Welcome back. It's good to see you. I'm happy you know, to be back. I'm sitting in the, hey, listen, I'm sitting here across 
from one of the best referees in the business today. He's ready to come on. I'm trying to figure out a reason to hold him off because he's getting ready to hit him like old number 55 Frank Clark from the backside. So FWWC's got to bring the heat because this man is ready like Nolan Ryan, baby. He's ready to pitch that heat and kill it every single time. That's right. Just like the hometown Chiefs. Well, Hardcore Sis will try to make this short and sweet. And how's this for heat? Hardcore Sis has just signed a match for Monday night. You know, I was looking for an opponent for El Diablo. And El Diablo, I hope you're listening because your opponent Monday night is a man that no one in this group has ever been able to really beat. Your opponent Monday night is the one, the only El Mataratis. Let's <laughs> kind of do whatever the hell you want. How? Let's get it on. Old man. How is oh. that for heat? Why? <laughs> and I think that's where we end the FWWC segment. You don't understand what was just announced. El Diablo versus El Mata. My, my, my. This is sure to get interesting. Sorry to everybody who's waiting on hold. I know you guys were very, very excited for your opportunity to come on. But let me just be honest. I don't think you can top that. Hardcore Sis really did just take it to the house, take it to the house, take it to the house. M-I-A, take it to the house. Number 15, take it to the house. All right, anyway, we're going <laughs> to transition into our final interview of the evening, amigos, and that is with the one and only A.K. the ref. Nightmare Jones, why don't you come back in here, hit the music, baby, as we welcome in a guy who's been overdue for his visit to the WrestleTalk podcast, the one, uh, the only, A.K. the I'm just going to say, disclaimer, we do not own the rights to this music. We may get up getting a copyright claim, but this song is so awesome that we just don't give a damn. Turn it up, Check. Nina. Kansas City. You ready? You ready? Three, two, one, go. Welcome to the The great and we flaunt it, hate and we shun it. Sure. No competition, the opposition face. I don't think they really want it. Loud is the recipe, loud is next to me, no doubt. Now, ladies and what gentlemen, on, Woo, what up? Say what's up to what's Nightmare Jones. What's up, Nightmare Jones? How you doing? How you doing, Oh, uh, you know, I, I I am doing great. I think that song would have been a lot better if it had been about the Oakland Raiders or the, the uh, the Las oh Vegas my Raiders. gosh, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, what? You just got what did he just say? What, the Oakland Raiders? <laughs> 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 
Beard Jones on the show. He's a, a stakeholder in the Wrestle Talk podcast. Okay. I know it's very difficult for me every week. Now, Jonesy, as you know, yes. Adam here is a very, very good friend of mine. And for whatever reason, yes. we hadn't had a chance to do this before. Okay? And I'm glad that we're doing it today. I am too. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that we're doing it today because I always tell guys, they're like, yo, what's up? What's up with the show? What's up with the show? I'm like, I'm like, I need you to have something noteworthy either that just happened. I know. Yes, they're going to be there all night. So just what, stay focused. Them, they're, they're always there. That's right. There. People are always there all the time. Right. Richard Hunter, I know that guy. I know that guy. Yeah. I, I love his hair. He does, his hair is so good. No, no, no. No, to both, bro. You got to interact with both. You got to be sharp. You got to be sharp. So anyway, so I always tell guys, I said, I need you to do something noteworthy so that we have something to talk about, right? Yeah. Or something that you did or that you're going to do. You, you've been doing noteworthy things for a long time, so that's why it doesn't make sense that we haven't done this before. So we got a lot of ground to cover. Joe, do you mind if I start us off? You got to wait until it builds up. Go right ahead, Joe. Yeah, pay off. All right, so let, let me start first, and I know this is something that when you and I talked about talking, you were like, we got to talk about that. And so here's the first question. So... Everybody knows that your career started a couple of years ago when you started I'm in my fifth year. Five, right? I, I didn't want to get around. It was four or five. I think I'm in my fifth year now. Fifth year in the business. So when you started, you were one of those guys who absolutely fell in love with the world of pro wrestling head over heels. And you've always stayed connected to that since you made the commitment to be a part of pro wrestling. Yeah. When you started, you started your training over in Raytown, Missouri. Yes. That's something that I think a lot of people are apprehensive to ask you about because maybe they perceive that it's a sensitive subject. So this maybe is the place. Maybe this is like kind of like the Mexican drink champs. I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah, no, let's get it off. And everybody's done the same thing. It's always, it's always worked out well. But from the horse's mouth, so to speak, right, what happened – in your time with KCSW and what led to your exit? Because a lot of people leave their home, right, which was at some point your home, and, and they don't bounce back. They don't find a way to stick. But you have made a great career for yourself beyond your time at KCSW, which I think was a good thing probably overall for you, right? Um, but, you know, you've continued to carry on the legacy. So that that and David Cat and I have talked about this. Leo D and I have talked about this. Hollis Jordan and I have talked about this, about the stigma that used to follow KCSW guys, and you are one of the guys that has proven, hey, don't judge me of where I went to school. Just know I learned what I needed to learn to be successful, bro. You've helped break that perception down, and I'm proud of you for that. But talk us through that time period. How long were you there? Give us a little bit of the good, what happened towards the end, and where do we yeah, stand today? I could, do that. I could do that. Well, I was there for about two and a half years. Okay. Two and a half years, and, you know, you know I appreciated my time in XWC is where I trained, and then KCXW is where I did all my matches. Right. Uh, shows. We did uh, the the downtown spot at the Alamo. The Alamo. I know that you was, were there. That was fun. That was fun. Because I remember they had the poster right in front, and I remember I, there was a picture, and I was asking the guy if he was uh, quitting or not. So I loved seeing that poster right when you Bro, and they used to come store. down the stairs, and they came down the, the stairs. Oh, yes, man. it was great. The Alamo was great. And that's where I won my first battle royal. I remember that. <laughs> Bro, you came out and won some ass. You hit a finisher on somebody. I hit the people's you elbow. You hit the people's elbow. Large, and I eliminated them with the, with the, with the three punches and the rock nudge and then spit in the hand and knocked them out. I won. I won. That was 
my second battle royal. The first one I lost. All right. I got eliminated by the Bully Smasher, which I'm not thinking So you had some fun. I had some fun at KJW, and I made some friends, and I had a good time because they gave me an opportunity. So wait, when you say friends, you're talking about Clay, Clay, uh, Leo, Hollis. I don't know if you remember Leroy. I do remember Leroy. 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 Yeah. Oh, what an athlete he is. I think, okay, and Leo's going to hate me for this. I'm wearing a Leo D-shirt. I think if there's anybody that can match Leo's dropkick, it was Langley, mm-hmm. Q, and then, of course, Kyle's dropkick. Like, those three dropkicks, to me, are three of the best. Yes. You've seen the, the stone um, Calvin Aldridge dropkick where he's suspended in the air and he hits Derek Stone with the dropkick? Have you seen that one? I haven't seen that yet. That's a good one. you got to check that one out. Check that but, out. yeah, but Luke Langley, absolutely phenomenal guy. I remember him and the late, great um, Casey King. Back in the KC soccer King. nation. Yeah, shout out, hey, cheers to Casey King. King man, rest you know? in peace, man. Shout out to all his fam. I know Flex is one of his people. Um, Chris King Dangerfield, one of his people King too. Snake, yeah. yeah, so m- much love to, much uh, love. Cheers to cheers to Casey King. King, man. Shout out. We've been around that long, bro. Damn, I remember me. The Soccer Nation days. Oh, that's wild. Where was that for placement? Turner. So good. I remember that. That was uh, they were running Shawnee down. Park, the two-day show. Yeah, the two-day show. One of the final matches was um, it was the Big Dog. No, not the Big Dog. It was Angel Medina versus Kyle King in that chairs match. Where I they, they that. Yeah. Yeah. I was a referee for that. Yali was. I remember Yali. Shout out to Yali. Yali. Shout out to y'all. Wow, she's she doing her thing. She's doing her thing. She's a killer. She had a trial with WWE. Well, I'll tell you what, she's, she's my favorite girl ref. Yeah. I know there's a lot of good girl refs out there, but she's my favorite. Yeah. But anyway, t- take us back to the, the KCXW thing. So you obviously have some great memories. We're laughing and great. joking about them. I used to give you a lot of shit from the front yeah. row. A lot of people gave me We're good at it. Because I can't see anything as a rep. We gave Hollis. You know, how blind. Right? <laughs> how blind. Do you ever people, uh, I'm going to jump to the side thing here real quick. And, Joe, I know you're still there. We're going to get you in. Do you ever, like, feel like the fans think you're less intelligent because of what you do in the ring? Like, do they ever yeah. come to them and be like, can't you count to three? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember. Like, yo, I'm actually very intelligent. I'm very successful outside my career here. I guess I can count to three. Do you ever run into that? I did that all the time. And the most time, I, I think I was a little bit scared. All right. It was the NWL show where they had the first rumble. Okay, I remember that. I was there. An hour long. And what was it? Why it went over and eliminated Dak because – a bunch of people came out trying to get in the ring, and we didn't see why he get eliminated. He eliminated Dak. I went to the back. I went upstairs to the locker room because it was an OP at the shrine, right? I remember the park. Yeah, the one on uh, that cafe. And I ran to the back, got out quick, because everybody was pissed off that Wyatt went over and won the championship from Dak in the Rumble. And I ran up the stairs, and he's like, Rev, you fucking suck. You can't see anything. He already got eliminated. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to kill me.
something happened towards the end is probably the main reason I left. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say let me take a drink real quick. Well, listen, here's the deal, and I want I want to make this clear. I work for KCSW currently as their lead commentator. I got you. So, so Jordan is a friend of mine, and so is David, and they're also my bosses when I work for them. But that doesn't change what we do here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I think transparency is something that's always lacked in the pro wrestling business, and I think that's why people end up being salty. Like, I, I've, I've always had this philosophy. Like, I'd rather you walk up to me and be like, yo, you're, you're an asshole, than for you to tell 12 people over there that I'm an asshole. Like, I would much rather hear it from you so that we can work towards a resolution because if you're over there talking about it, it's only going to get worse. So I, I want to know. And, and, of course, this has been a long time. How long have you been away from Casey before you even like, go into the story? Yeah. Two years, three years? Two, three years, maybe. Between two and three years. So it's, it's probably water under the bridge yeah, at this it is point. Water under but people wonder, right? People wonder. Yeah, because wonder. you're in this city. You're, you're one of the most recognizable refs in this town. Probably the most recognizable ref in this town, you and Nick Chen. I got to give a shout-out to my boy Nick Chen. What's up, Chen? What's what up, up, bro? What up, you know what I'm talking about. Up, hey, listen. Yo, I got him real bad during that Chiefs-Texas game. I screenshotted all his stuff and put, hey, y'all, I'm, 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 I'm savage like that. I'm savage like that. He was kind of having fun with me that day. Shit, let's get to it. Uh, but anyway, so it, everybody knows that you've got some, some clout as far as the, the pro wrestling thing in, uh, in Kansas City because you've been doing it for so long. And uh, there's been a lot of great refs. Like, you think about 3HW, Todd Countryman yeah. used to be a ref around here. Like, so a lot of great talents come out of Kansas City. I think you fit into that mold. But, again, what, what changed? What, what was that moment where you were like, I'm, it's time for me to move on? You left a lot of friends behind. I did. Right? I, I think Kurt was still with them. Hollis was still with them. Or maybe Kurt was still with them. Okay, so maybe Hollis, you know, Kyle, Kyle Arson, Arson, A. Clay, A. Clay, all your boys. All the boys I grew up because whether it was like the first generation, the KCSW right. rest, second generation. Right. So what had happened was, like, just like Deacon, uh, Zeke, Star, Enigma, Enigma uh, Marshman, uh, Captain Shabam, Shabam, uh, A. Clay was one of the, well, he was early, pretty yeah, early. Yeah, he was, he was early. early. He was like when I first got there. Right, okay. The twins were still there. When twins were still there. When I started the twins. Shout out to the, uh, to the Regal Twins. The Regal. Regal. New Japan, kid. New <laughs> Japan, kid. I'm serious. I can't even believe it. Yo, I remember they, they, uh, when they were still like when they first went with Metro, uh, they picked my son up. And he, awesome. we had that spinner joint that's sitting right there on the on the edge of the bookshelf right there. I know you've seen it. Yo, my son has never forgotten that. He still have it now. He's, it don't hit no more. My, my son is uh, 10 years old, and he's about 5 foot tall, so he's kind of big or whatever. <laughs> you see my son. But, yeah, that shirt don't fit no more, but he still has it, bro. So it's none of that gone away. Yeah. Great dude. They're, they're great tag team. No doubt. We got them on Journey Pro. This Thursday. Yo, they keep it so gangster these days, bro. Since like oh, when we're Hoodie Howlett, bro. I'm always saying, oh my God. Yeah, Hoodie and Jake Durden are going to cause a riot one day. They're going to kill somebody. I'm ready. In a good I'm, way. And whatever it is that happens, I'm ready to just separate it or whatever. I don't care. I'm just going to grab a beer and watch the show. Good luck, bro. A- anyway, but let's go back to the story. Go ahead. So, yeah. So, it was right this, it was like the week the week of the, the next show. It was the it's going to be the show where it's uh, – Hollis Giroux versus Marksman in a 30-minute Iron Man match. That was right when they were right in the middle of their feud. Remember that. So, like, I don't know if it was, like, three or four days. That week, I get a message from Catton saying he saw something on a private group chat that me and, like, six or seven of us had at KCXW. And we had this group chat on Facebook Messenger. 
where we would, like, talk and be like, see about, okay, what shows are we going to go to outside of Kansas City to, like, to right. get together, or sometimes see how we're doing, okay. clown around, like, joke around, send stupid The homies. Me. The locker room. Yeah. Locker room. It's yeah. the locker room. It's yeah. the brotherhood. It's yeah. the locker room. Yeah. And at times. Most of it's bullshit. Most of it's bullshit. Yeah. But at times, we would get serious and, like, just vent and show our frustration about what could be better at KCXW or what we could do. And, you know, like any job that you have, you always have that coworker or you go home to your spouse or you have that friend outside of work that you go to and vent about your this job. This job sucks. This job <laughs> sucks. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, sometimes you got to get that off your chest. Yeah. Even you, if you don't really, 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 really feel mean, that way. Yeah. It feels good and you might feel that way, but you don't want to go to your boss and say that because then it's just awkward and whatnot. You're going to get fired. Yeah, you're going to get fired. <laughs> exactly. So we, it's like six or seven of us in the chat room. And I ain't going to name names who are in the chat room when we don't have to. But we would always do this and we'd vent. And it wasn't a lot of pe- it wasn't a lot of venting going on in the chat room. Most of it was bullshit and memes and saying, oh, we're going to this show. Hey, let's meet here so we can go two, three cars deep to WPW out in Collinsville, Illinois. Hey, shout out to uh, World Powerhouse, man. World Powerhouse. Uh, shout, shout out to Victor. Uh, shout out to all those guys out there, man. Let's come in. Uh, the Shiznit, what's his name? Uh, Dave Ruby. Shout out to all those guys. We had a lot of fun going there. No, but they still going out. There. I know they still yeah, going out. Yeah, shout out to a lot of fun going out there. There's friends of us to talk. Part of the family. Yeah, no doubt. But we had a. That's where we get in that group chat and we were just vent and about our frustrations, mostly about KCXW. I ain't gonna lie. It's why that was home. home. That's that's we where we complain about our wife. That's where we had bit. the most shows. That's where we got the most work. Because at one time, I was the only referee, so I was I remember you doing the whole show. All the shows. So, yeah, you know, I would like to get them another referee, but at the same time, it gets me more work. It improves my skills and whatnot. But we're going to fast forward. I get a, mess, a message from Cat like, three or four days before the show saying, or actually, no, it was a message in one of the training XWC pages saying, something's not, half, something's not right, there's a message I'm not – happy about, whatever, whatever, so I started messaging people individually, and we go about it, and I'm like, what is he talking about, and then somebody messaged me back saying, yeah, somebody screenshotted, message no, no, somebody screenshotted oh. in that group chat messaging for, from that time, from that time to six months back, so you're talking about a rat, a rat, yes, somebody, you ever, else, do you ever find out who it was? You know what? I have my suspicions, but I I, I, don't could, know. I don't know. I'm over it, whatever. But somebody went six that's months. Not, that's, not that's, that's not hip hop. That's, that's, that's not hip hop. That's definitely not hip cool. hop. It's not cool. Somebody went six months back in that group. Yo, look what AK said five months ago. What did I say five months ago? Uh, some bullshit. <laughs> some bullshit. <laughs> somebody went yeah, exactly. Right. Six months back. And all these screenshots was the shit we talked about venting our frustrations with KTXW. And I'm like, oh, shout out to the uh, the legendary Herb Simmons. Uh, we just announced today that he's going, being recognized at the Cauliflower Alley Club. So shout out to Herb Simmons. Herb Simmons is a legend, bro. It's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling, man. One, one of the best out there. But uh, shout out, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, but go ahead and continue. So, yeah, they screenshotted just the parts we were talking about bad about them. And so... That night, everybody received a message from Catton about, hey, I'm not happy about what's in the group chat. I saw it. If you want to stay with KCXW. And I don't, I don't believe him. I, you know I, and I you get want it. to cut the snake head off. I get it. Yeah. I get it. If somebody showed me messages 
somebody talking shit, I'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? So he messages everybody individually, like, we need to talk. If you want to stay with KCXW, you got to come talk to me. Otherwise, hey, you're free to go, no harm, no foul, whatever. So I thought about it, and I had already been thinking about maybe it's time yeah, to Because at this point, you were two, two and a half years. You were two and a half years in, so you were like, is this where I need to take my jump or, yeah. or whatever? And um, nobody likes giving an ultimatum, right? Nobody likes, hey, yeah. you either do this or that. So, I mean, and here's the thing. Like, I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be in, in a lot of KCXW locker rooms. Like, those guys mean business, and they're meant to mean business. So if there's, you know, let's just say there, let's call it uh, playground chatter, right? Yeah. So if there's playground chatter, as the promoter, you have the right to address it. Like, I know y'all over here joking around, but which one of you motherfuckers actually mean it, right? And if somebody stays quiet, then you're like, hey, bro, so do you mean it or not? And the cat still stays quiet, then maybe he means it a little bit. Yeah. The point is this, maybe subconsciously, all right, this is just an outsider looking in. Mm-hmm. You were just looking for your opportunity to, to kind of just go and do your own thing yeah. and prove yourself, right? Yeah. And you have. And we'll move on, and we'll talk about that now, right? But I think it's important for people to understand that usually most unresolved issues are issues that haven't been brought to the table. You can resolve almost every issue, right? We have children, so we know how it is. You've got to mediate and do all the things. Usually the biggest issue is when you don't talk about it. Once you talk about it, everybody gets their stuff kind of out of the way. We all kind of want to vent a little bit, like you were saying. And then once that happens, guys, we can pretty much patch up any misunderstanding. Because I'll tell you, I personally miss you at KCX. And I love the Go Ref, and I love all the guys that are over there mm-hmm. doing their thing. But I, 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 I miss seeing you at the KCX. I miss you, Miss you, man. I really do. And you're doing big things. You're, you're, you're working um, arguably two of the biggest promotions in two different cities. So you're working St. Louis Anarchy, from what Anarchy. I mean. Okay. And Glory Pro. Okay, Glory. Okay, fair enough. I got three. I got three. Fair enough. Shout out to KLD and uh, Dan the Dad and all the boys. Yeah, yeah. Love them guys over there. Yeah, they're good guys. Shout out to Matt Jackson. Yeah, shout out to Matt. Matt's good. Uh, shout out Dan, to Dan, Walter, DJ, Glo- uh, Journey Pro. We got a show this Thursday. Is that tomorrow? Thursday. Tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? No, today's Tuesday, right? Okay, yeah. Thursday. We used to be on Wednesday. Yeah, Thursday. Okay. So Thursday, Thursday, y'all. Yeah, uh, there probably isn't any front row seats left, but if you want to take a chance, go to Journey Pro on Facebook and grab yourself some tickets. Uh, and guess what, Thursday? You got Jeremy Wyatt versus Jake Selfie. I think it'll be Jake there. Right here I think it'll be there. You know, you know Gary J and Jeremy Wyatt almost killed each other last they show, right? Did. Or the show that I they went, went to last. They went 60 minutes. I know. I know. That was crazy, 60 bro. 60 minutes, you Who needs to shave before Thursday? Don't tell me what to do, Nick Chin. Unless he's talking about you. Oh, you about to shave. Shout out to Nick Chin. I'm not shaving. Listen, it won't grow up here, all right? It won't grow up bro, here. I, you know I'm shaving. Yeah, you got to look cleaner than me. Non-date known as Richard. <laughs> Sean, shut up, Richard. All right, yo, listen, we're going to let Josie come in. Josie, we're going to let this interview run another 15 or 20 minutes because we have a lot of we stuff can, to talk we about. Let it run. Yeah, we'll, we'll let it run. And I got all Unless Whitey right. starts knocking on the wall. No, I told her it would be late. Did you tell her? I told her it would be late. You told her Whitey? I ain't never been here. I told my wife. But I haven't told my wife. I'm going to have to Okay. All right, we'll do that. All right, anyway, thank you, Jones. We're having a lot of fun over here, bro, and I know you're no stranger to the work uh, of AK. He's obviously been doing a lot of great work here in my area for a long time, man. Why don't you jump in with uh, any questions you might have tonight? Uh, absolutely. So, AK, when, when you started your professional wrestling journey, what made you want to become a referee? That's a great question. Oh, That's a good question. Most people want to wrestle. But you wanted to be okay. No, no, no. 
thought I, about that. I did want to wrestle, and I had that dream ever since I saw Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart in WrestleMania 12. Ooh. I always wanted to be a wrestler. I was a heater. And I kept that dream alive, and I always had people tell me, yeah, you still be you. But I always kept the dream. <laughs> and then as I got older, I was like, damn, how am I supposed to do this? It's like, so I started Googling and searching. It was like, you need to go to wrestling school. So, okay, where's there a wrestling school? There was, I always saw Harley Race's wrestling school out in where, Missouri? Uh, Missouri. Troy, shout out time. Shout out to Leland. Uh, shout out to all the wonderful folks over at World League Wrestling. Uh, big supporters of the Wrestling Talk Podcast. Yes. Yeah, they got a lot of life I thought about going out there, but at the same time, I was like, I already had a family. I had, like, a wife and two kids. Yeah, you got to live out there. Yeah, you, you got to live that. out there. Yeah. And at one point during the, the summer of 2014, I was going to go out there and train to be a wrestler. But in the spring of that same year, some re- I came across an article in the pitch on the website, and I saw an article with John Cone. Saying he had a donut shop in North Kansas City. Yeah, he, he does. He runs the Donut King. The Donut King. And they got some great ass donuts. They do some got, got some great donuts, and they got some great wrestling memorabilia. They do. They do. I've seen it in the window. He's yeah. got his SmackDown referee college blue shirt. He does. It's, it's in the and glass he's and got a championship belt too. Absolutely. Shout out to John Cone and the Donut King. But anyways, I saw the article on the pitch on the website saying he was a referee in WWE, and I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Referee, maybe I can do that instead of wrestling because I don't have that psychology that wrestlers do, do to they be able to think so far ahead. It's just take bump, just like just the punishment that wrestlers take, and I just don't have that. So I was like, maybe I can do referee. So from that moment on, I started watching WWE more closely, and I started looking at the referees, and I was like, I can do that. So from that moment on, I anytime I watch wrestling. It's hard for me to focus on a match because I'm watching the referee. You're a student now. Now I'm a student, and I was learning before I even started training, and I was like, I can do that. So, and then that summer, I came across XWC. They're brand new. Brand new. 2014. They've been in that building for almost five years now. Isn't that incredible? incredible. Props to them. Cheers. Cheers to them. Ain't no hate, bro. Everybody's doing well. Because at the same time, I was Googling stuff, and it's like, don't go to a wrestling school. They ain't been in business from five years. Very five years of plus. So I was like, okay, let me just take it back, see, see if they're still in business by the beginning of the new year. If they are, I'm going to go. So we get to, like, the end of the summer, and I hit up uh, Michael Ortega. He lives out in Topeka. Okay. He runs OCW. I don't know. Maybe they run shows every now and again. But he was actually the first person. I hit him up on Facebook, and I was like, hey. You know, I'm interested in getting in the wrestling business as a referee. Can I come out to a show in Garden City, Kansas? That's where my wife's from. So it was like August, and I went out there, and I drove out there. It was my first wrestling show I ever went to. And all I did that day was he gave me an opportunity. I got music. Okay. I got the guy's music. Okay. I got it uploaded on the computer. I was the timekeeper and the bell person. And I helped settle the ring, and that was like my first wrestling experience. And then two months later, he's like, come out to Topeka. I'll give you at least one match. He was the That's one tight. that gave me my first match before I was even trained as a referee. And I remember it was over in Oakland, Kansas, out by Topeka. He gave me my first they, match. Hey, listen, there's some good wrestling out that way. I go to yeah. Salina. That's where Nick lives. Yo, Shin lives out Okay, Topeka. so let me tell you something, bro. XWE is fire. I know that there's a lot of great promotions in the Midwest. A lot of mm-hmm. people sleeping on Central Kansas. I know That's where it. you got your start, man. A lot of respect to those guys. I out got there. it out there. So shout out to Michael Ortega if you ever listening to this. 
He was the one that gave me my shot. He's the one that gave me my shot. He's Camaro Jackson listening to the show. Everybody listens to the show. Camaro Jackson. We got Nelson. We got Kenny. We got Sam. I can't even out here for days shouting out. Bro, no, seriously. We got Texas in the house. But, yeah, he was the one that gave me my first match, and I remember it like yesterday. It was great. And, yeah, that's that's how I wanted to decide to become a, ref, a referee because I saw that article about John Cone, and he was a referee from w, from Kansas City. So I was like, I can do you that. You can do it. You can do it. I can do it. And it, I feel like refereeing just comes natural to me. Like, I had been watching. And John Cone is an active referee today, right, Joe, in, in yeah. WWE? Yeah. He's still yeah. active in the business? Yes, he is. Yes. Yep. What a, what a great question. What else you got, Jonesy? All right, so you guys were talking about, you know, uh, him getting heckled, and as a referee, I myself know all about being heckled. But I want to know is how do you deal with the people that heckle you? Because I know that I get heckled, you know, saying I can't count, asking if I need my glasses clean. How do you deal with the hecklers? Time out. Real quick. Shout out to the president of wrestling, Philip Stamper, who's watching the show. I don't know. You know anything about Philip Stamper? Bro, OVE, MCW. Oh, my God. Well, you and I need to talk after the show. Yeah, you ever heard of Sammy Callahan? Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, I so. worked with Sammy Callahan versus Ricochet match in Iowa, like, my second year in. You love it. Was, it was, oh, my God. Right. So, everybody, everybody who's anybody needs to know who the president of wrestling, Philip Stamper, is. So, he's checking in. Shout out to him, but go ahead and answer the question, bro. I'll let you jump in and do that. How do I deal with hecklers? Yeah, how do you deal with hecklers? I, I just ignore them. You have to ignore them. Unless you, like, really know the person that's out there heckling you. Me. <laughs> you. And I got to give a shout out to Papa Kenway. That's Matt Kenway's Yo, dad. Pop, yeah. He brings chicken wings. We out Anarchy or Glory Pro. But Bro, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Papa Kenway. The chicken wings, right? But what about the pizza? You can't take the shine from the pizza and the dollar beer. Quality Hall got the Quality Hall is that. But we're at Glory. We're not at Quality Hall. So when he brings them chicken wings, ooh, ooh shout out to Papa Kenway, boy. But, yeah, he. Shout out to Matt Kenway, too. Matt Kenway, too. He, that he, kid. I remember him at his first New Breed show. And he was all out of place, and he was open, you know, to get another chance. And now this now guy, he, 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 he is it. He be going to Atlanta that now. That dude is a monster. But, yeah, I just, I just ignore the hecklers. And if I really know you, I'll turn around and give you a little smirk and maybe give you, like, a little something, sign language or whatever. But I just try to ignore them because some will try to get underneath your skin and be like, you you fucking suck. You're stupid. Like that after that battle, after that Royal Rumble, you're, after that Royal Rumble NWL when Wyatt went over, I was literally terrified that they're going to beat me and Nick Chin up. Don't you want to turn around and go, it's a work. <laughs> no, no. I want them to be that way. But... Oh, well. But that's how I do. I just try to ignore oh, them no. and just, because I got a lot going on in the ring. I got to remember time cues. Let's go in the curtain just a little bit back here. I got to remember time cues, relaying messages, because now for the three promotions I work with, I always got earpieces in. So I'm always trying to re- communicate. So I got time to listen to what the fans are talking about. I hear them, but I have to ignore it and just focus on what I'm doing in the ring. All right, another yeah, great question, Josie. Does he have any more great questions? No, he's got a lot of great questions. Let me tell you, Jonesy has had the opportunity to referee the who's who of professional wrestling. He's actually kind of like the AK of the East Coast. 
Jonesy, why don't you tell LK just a little bit about some of the guys that you've had a chance to work with, bro? Because I know you got you a pretty decent list yourself. He's got a list. Let's see. Go I've ahead, worked Jonesy. with Sonny Garvin. I've worked with the Patriot. I've worked with the Stro. I've refereed a Nyla Rose match. Uh, oh, my goodness. There's too many names. <laughs> Just name your top five. What's your top five? Give us your top five, Josie. Putting you on the spot, baby. Let's top go. Top five people you worked with. Wild Man Beast is in the house. And shout out to the chief. Uh, top five people uh, uh, I have worked with. Rock Atacula Kula, dude. Shout out to him. I love that dude. The Wild Man, Robbie Page, Nyla Rose, The Patriot, The Stro, and Rugged Ronnie Garvin. Bro, so let's, just let's give us give us your top five. I know, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, I'm gonna go. Ooh, ooh. Maybe I make this have to go top five matches. No, top no. Five, top, top five, 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 Of the story that was on untold 
that it almost made him feel, it almost made him look like he was grasping for straws with some of the stuff that he was saying. Mm -hmm. But for those who know ACH, right, they stand beside him and they're like, nah, you know, that's Al. Al is not going to call some shit out unless it's real. Unless you know what I'm saying? Unless he feels passionate about it. Right. And that, that's the thing with ACH, right? Attitude, yeah. charisma, heart, right? That was the whole thing with his whole gimmick. That's why he was so successful and evolved. That's why he got his opportunity. Yeah, right. He was in Ring of Honor. He, was in, he did very well. In Japan. I mean, come on. He's this, an this athlete. Dude, this dude is a monster. Can't nobody get, keep up with him. He's Except amazing. maybe uh, Strickland. Like, so very few guys can actually keep up with him in the ring. And, uh, and, and Riddle and Chuck and oh, somebody. Right, anyway, so in that situation as a black man, were you put in an awkward situation where you were like, I don't know if I can really back up ACH on this shit? Or were you just, were you just like, no matter what, I got his back? Because I know a lot of people were put into a, a very difficult situation because we're all loyal to WWE. Yeah, all of our favorite wrestling members are WWE members, right? That's what you want to work. How did, how, where did you sit on that whole thing? Because it was like a T-shirt thing, and it was like, you know, the big smile, and we all know about blackface and all that shit, right? We all know about – that must have been a tough one for you because a lot of people wanted to stand with him, but they were like, okay, Al, you're going a little bit too far with some of the shit you're saying on Twitter. Where did that sit with you as an uh, African-American man? Yeah. I mean, I had only met ACH like a few times, like maybe five times and since I, like, worked with him when he worked with uh, Shane Strickland and uh, Chuck Taylor and up in Iowa when I did the show, and then he did a couple things in NWL and Anarchy. So I only met him a couple times, and the times I met him, he, like, he was real cool. And I met him one time at Ring of Honor. And so the, I felt like if he felt that passionate about it, that, about it I'm going to support him. I'm going to support him. Like, I see, I see where he was coming from with you. I don't think he would have made such a hubbub. Yeah. Unless there was something there. Unless there was something there. And even I talked to my to my wife about it, and she I showed her the shirt. And we were talking about me and Hollis one day. We were talking about because he was over at my house, and we were talking about How do you get along with that guy? He's such a jerk. You know, I've known him. Okay, I know you're a friend. But I don't think. No, no, I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying, yeah. I'm just saying. His persona is just despicable. The character that he does, I hate him so much. I just call it down Call it down the middle. I'll I'll call it the down the middle. AK the ref, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, he can count. Call he can count to three. He can count to three. I can count to three. Okay. Two and nine, nine. But go ahead. Elaborate, elaborate a little bit more. I mean, we were talking about it, and I showed my wife the shirt, and she was like, "Damn!" She she saw it in in the shirt. Okay. So she agreed, and I was like, "So she was sensitive to it because her children are yeah her her children are half African American." So you well, become I'm more white too. Okay, so so a quarter, whatever it is. I mean, but either way, she's more sensitive to it than what your normal person. But at the same time, I can see how people may be reacting and say he could handle it better. I see both sides, but I support him no matter what because I've worked with him, I've met him. And Have he, you ever felt any discrimination in your career? Have you ever felt like maybe you haven't got yeah or or yeah yeah? No, I haven't felt that. Yet. You've you've always so you think it's it's improving maybe? Like, do you think there's more receptiveness now by some of the younger promoters? In booking you just based on your talent? Yeah, I feel like I've been based, been booked based on my talent in my career. Like, I haven't felt that race. So I know it's man. around, and maybe I might just naive and try to turn a blind eye to it. But I, I know it's there, and if it happens to me, it happens to me. I'm just going to try to push forward and just – because at the end of the day, my main goal is to make it – So you're not, the, you're not the race card guy. Like, oh, I didn't get booked for this because – 
uh, I'm, you know, half and half. Like, you're not, you're like, I, I know that I'm what I'm worth. And you, uh, yes, exactly. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to play with I respect that because I think a lot of people pull that card too quickly. Exactly. I'm not saying it, it doesn't apply. I don't think Ainge pulled that card. No, He was no. already in WWE. He, he just, was already he, there. He saw the shirt. That's how he felt. And shout out to Big Country. Uh, Big Country, Mike. Showing the love right yeah, there, man. I remember Mondays, he helped me out when I was working. At one of the top, top three referees in the Midwest. Thank man. you. Love to hear that. Who's the other two? Uh, who's the other two? <laughs> that's a, Nick that's Chen a, was one of them. Shout out to Nick Chen. He taught me a lot coming up. He always, I send him matches. He give me feedback, and I will improve and work on. So now, anytime he sees my matches, he only got like one or two little tiny things. Bro, you're back good. then. You're it was like right. a whole list of stuff, and I was like. I got to knock down this list. Now it's just like, like, Nick, can you put this in an Excel spreadsheet next time, please? <laughs> I can't track this shit. Bro. Look, look you got you love, love, bro. Love. So much. Oh, Share the broadcast. Baby. But, yeah, with ACH, I mean, I support him. And as the times I met him, he's been cool. He's been funny. He, he's great to work with in the ring. Like, he has that intensity. I worked with him at Anarchy with a match with him and uh, Hoodie Howard. It was so intense. I, I love when two people are in the ring and they're intense. It makes my job easier. Can, can, I, can I tell you about it? Jonesy, I want want you to jump back in here in just a minute, but let me tell you about an intense match that I saw. And you're going to be like, ah. And, and casual wrestling fans don't know who I'm talking about. Pinky. Pinky. Okay. So Pinky's great. Yali's also great. Yali's great. Um, let me see here. Uh, the ref, that's you. And then Nick Chin, those are his top three. So Pinky, like you, and Nick Chin. That's a good list. That's a really good list. It is. Um, Tell me about this match. Okay, so it was an Anarchy sh- No, was it Anarchy or Glory? I can't remember because they, they both have run at Spalding Hall, right, on separate occasions. Okay. Jason Kincaid. This is before my time. Okay. Versus Hot Fire Myron Reed. I know Myron Reed. Okay. So need to maybe study up a little bit on Jason Kincaid. So, you know, when you go to Spalding, right, like, so you walk in, the table's right there, there's, like, that mm-hmm. vestibule, and then the arena's there, right, all the tables are set up over here, and then there's, like, like that little stair area, yeah, right, those right the bathrooms, right? Okay, so Jason Kincaid was on the second level of the steps, and Myron Reed was, like, a few steps below him, uh-huh. so then Jason Kincaid grabs Myron by the hand okay. and proceeds to use Myron to go up the stairs and hit four steps on that wall next to the restroom and then pulled Myron down off the steps with, like, an arm drag, but it was, like, uh-huh. a, a closed hand arm drag. Like that, yeah, so he, he ran on the wall four he steps, he and Myron, like, wild, wall <laughs> ran, like, Naruto's and shit like that. And then, boom, Myron Reed ran. And there's been way crazier spots. I've seen Cali, Sammy Callahan run around the ring four yeah, times. And I remember one time one somebody the, shit, but one of the Regal twins came, run around. They went to the bar, came back around. All the way up jumped, there. Jumped off the steps and did, like, a front flip on oh to their opponent. I was like, when it happens at Anarchy, it goes nuts. Nuts. It and is I'm just crazy. Like, and it's so tough to get the fans to back up. No. And they always just want to be right there. Bro, you should when Pentagon versus Mike, no, wait. Pentagon versus Michael Elgin was like that. Them okay. two went, oh, my gosh, bro. Everybody was, like, this far away from the ring. By the end of it, everyone was on the edge of the ring, like, banging. Did you see the last Anarchy show? I didn't see the last Anarchy show. Nick Cage versus Jeremy Wyatt. Oh, my gosh. 
the fans would not move away from the ring. They were right there. And they started throwing chairs in the ring when nobody told them to throw chairs in the ring. And I was like, I was out there doing crowd control because Chin was working the match. And he was dying for this shit. I'm dying for this shit. You ain't lying. Hey, AJ Gray said that shit at the Glory Pro show one time after he had a death match. He said, I'm dying for this shit. AJ, AJ Gray is the fucking truth. He's the truth. He's the truth. But the fans in Anarchy... They go crazy, especially with Nick Gage. That is like crazy, and I fear for people's lives. Like they're gonna jump Jeremy Wyatt someday. Because you remember what he did to the girl? girl? You remember what he did to the he girl? Pulled the chair out. The chair. <laughs> when I saw that, I saw. I, was, I remember I was turned around. And I was looking, and he pulled the chair out. I almost broke character and laughed. I like I had to keep it in. All right, like, let, me, all right let me so tell funny. you. Let me tell you a crowd story, and then we'll go back to Joe. So we were at a Journey show because I know Journey's trying to like ring anarchy like it's 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 trying to kind of recreate that environment to a certain extent right which is a great thing it's a great thing for kansas city so um um, it's the day that marty turned heel remember when she turned heel all right so i had i had this hat on i had this hat on and why by the way marty bell i pay a significant amount for my hats because i have a big (laughs) head and i'm very particular this is a, a a uh, a Florida Panthers hockey hat, right? Which you're not uh-huh. gonna find at your local lids. Yeah, like you I need to. The all, all right, all right. So, dude, I thought it was a Rosen Panthers. No, hat. that's what people thought. Right. That, 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 the also, people thought Rosen it was a Raiders. Panthers. Shout out to <laughs> people also thought this was a Raiders hat on many occasions. So they take my hat, and Brooke Valentine squishes my bill, bro, and start and starts trying to tear the hat away from me. Uh-huh. And all due respect, I'm six foot one, three hundred and five pounds. Nobody taking my hat from me, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So I'm, she's trying to rip it away from me, bro. Marty Bell, it's just, they saw they couldn't take the hat from me, bro. They grabbed my beer and just walked to the back. And a $6 beer, I was so mad. <laughs> but, bro, they Marty got so much. Yeah. Her and Matt Jackson at the end of the day. It's so good. He I comes out in a freaking, like, sweatpants. Yeah, and he like just that. comes out and, all bummy and then he does his thing, like, <laughs> Right, so the very last Metro show, which was the show after the NWO yeah. show, did you notice how he came out dressed as Sean Smith? I didn't notice that. Right, I was focused he, on Okay, have you, have you heard of Sean Smith? I know who Sean Smith okay, is. Okay, so he came out dressed so. in, like, because uh, when he went and did our GWF show, mm-hmm. I had put, I had sent something about him showing up in pajama pants to the show. And he was the, <laughs> he was the ring announcer. Matt Jackson told me that he swore to God that he didn't know what I was talking about, but I was like, "You lying, Matt?" I was like, "You, you, 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 you stole some me right now." He came out to the ring in pajamas, bro, basically with these like I think he's wearing some bunny loafers or some shit. He bro, he's was. a pair, dude. I Matt swear, he's a genius. He is. He knows his wrestling. He's great, and I love working for him at Antarctica. I remember at the end of 2018, we had ACH on, and I was like, kind of kayfabe. Like, oh, yeah, Matt Jackson's mean, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. That's the character he was playing, not like, ACS was like, no, fuck you. Matt Jackson's the man. I don't care what you say. That's my boy. He He's loyal and all that shit. But, but anyway, so many great stories. Joe, why don't you jump back in here, man, because we got so much different stuff we need to talk about. And I don't want to leave you out of it, bro. Hours. No, no, we got 12 minutes left on the broadcast either way, so let's go ahead and do it. Let's do it, Joe. Chelsea, what you got? Well, unfortunately, we got to get into the game show challenge because my phone is about to die. And if my phone dies, then I won't be able to do the game show challenge. So we got to do Fair the enough. game show challenge. One on one with the night out. Let's go, AK. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Why don't you just plug your phone in? I'm saying. But anyway, we're ready, Jonesy. Let's do it. Let's go. 
give us clues. So All right. Give us. Special talk family. It is time for the the world famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's battle is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Tonight's contest contestants are the Russell Podcast's own the Night Owl, Renee Martinez, and the ref. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. When you think you know the answer, just shout out your answer. In honor of tonight's guest, our Wrestling Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is Famous WrestleMania Guest Referees. All right, all right. All so that's, that's the topic. Guest referees at WrestleMania. And when he gives the clue, if you feel like you know it, just shout it out. Don't wait. Don't wait for him to finish. All right, go ahead. Let's go. All right, question number one. At WrestleMania 17, this 2013 WWE Hall of Fame inductee refereed the match between Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon. He is also a three-time WWF champion. The first ever WWF called Court Champion. An eight-time WWF tag team champion. You would be correct. AKA the ref has the first point. All right. Go to question number two. This 2012 WWE Hall of Famer was a special guest referee at WrestleMania 14 as Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Shawn Michaels to win his first WWF. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is correct. The Night Owl has gotten his first point. We are down to question number three. At WrestleMania 27, this WWE Hall of Famer refereed the match between Jerry the King Loyal and Michael Cole. And at WrestleMania 23, he also refereed the match between Bobby Lashley and Umonga. If Lashley lost, Donald Trump Stone Cold is the correct answer. The night yeah. out has the WrestleMania challenge. So here is your music.
I'll be back on here soon. We got uh, Joe again. Jonesy is going to be at the Cauliflower Alley Club uh, representing the Wrestle Talk podcast, mm-hmm. and then we're hoping that whatever the next major pay per view after WrestleMania, which I think is SummerSlam. Um, you know that watch party you went to, yes. right? The Royal yeah. Rumble. Shout out to AK for showing up to the uh, uh, Wrestle Talk podcast watch party in Leo East. Like, Leo D's deal. That was Leo D's deal. That was his deal. Was his deal. Thank that. you for showing up for that. But maybe around SummerSlam you'll get a chance to meet Joe. I will. Yeah, he, he lives in West Virginia. So. Okay, that's a long way. Joe Z, man, anything you want to say before we close out the show, baby? Oh, man, just thanks for everybody for coming on to the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. And ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be the end of the rest of the talk with Joe and Renee. And we're going to leave you with this song. Joe, did we get the song? You got the song? Turn it, turn it. Play it all. Play the whole thing. Play the whole thing. Turn it up, Joe Z. Been on this road so long that I became a cruiser Wait, he's exclusive for loose To the point I got the title belt for keeping tracks looping Crowds even moving, we slam dance to it Choosing a couple combinations, total domination Precision, technician, you don't want it with this mat work Hurting you figure for alert, arsenal full of skill here Enemies in my crosshairs, over the top